To the sports entertainment discussion experience. My name is Mark. I I I don't have a name. <laughs> um, Mark, uh, did, you, did you did you not get the the, the, the memo? Did Vince no, not talk to no, you? No, I, I just got I just got here two minutes ago. What, I did well. He's right. He was right outside the door when I came in. No, I I, Vince, I I walked. I walked, I like I'll duck through a door if yeah, I yeah. see him. So Vince, oh, fair enough. Okay. Vince, I walked up. I had my notes in my hand. Vince McMahon standing there. I'm like, whoa, what are you doing in my house or your house? Since we're in your house, uh, in the house, in the, the house show. show. Yeah. And he slapped the notes out of my hands. He was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm, I'm doing the doing doing the show, the podcast." He's like, "What's a podcast? Nobody knows what a podcast is." And so okay. I got, I got crap. No... Crap was yeah. in that sentence somewhere. Okay, <laughs> don't don't dumb it down. I got notes for you, and he like shoves these this like 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 scribbled scrawled notes okay. for me. And so is my name Igor or something? No, or, uh... no, no. So he when he looked at me, he was like, "You're you're a Mark, aren't you?" I was like, "No, my name's you're Mark." He's Mark. You're all Marks, so so your name is Mark too. Mark too. Wow. Well, you can be Mark number two if well, you want. Well, we can right? get red suits and blue hair yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on a second. He gave me an earpiece too. I don't know if you saw <laughs> oh, that, but he's talking to me. So yeah, okay. let me get some scissors. Real so quick. wait, he's he's saying that the internet is going nuts. They don't like the new name of the show, <laughs> so we're gonna have to change it again. We are now the Sports Entertainment Discussion Podcast, is what we're called. So okay. yeah, it's it's not as bad as I gotcha. guess. Well, I'm yeah. I'm just glad it's not Pod Raiders, right? <laughs> but no, it of sounds course, like something that should geez. be a that should be a show. <laughs> of course, this is not the sports entertainment discussion experience. Although that is what you get every time you listen to one episode of the Wrestling House Show, yes. which you can find on cnjradio.com. My name, of course. It's Chris. And I think my name is Joey. You are Joey. Man, you know, I was looking forward to Randy Orton being the Bass Pro Shop experience. <laughs> they should. Like, the, the the whole thing where he always, WWE, we, we always conflate, like, bad decisions with Vince, which is probably fair. But the yeah. whole thing where Vince specifically shortens people's names. So why not just change him to, he's dumbing down things like the War Raiders to... They're Vikings. You experience them. 
Here's your stupid the entertainment. Guy, the guy had a Viking wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. What did, What are you trying to say? Enjoy like, your stupid entertainment. Here it is. Oh, and, oh, and so, yeah, Randy Orton. Yeah. <laughs> he said, what's, what's, I just wanted to use the joke because, right. I mean, you if you walk into a Bass Pro Shop, I don't know if people right. listening out there have one. I'm sure they do near their house. Even if you have nothing in your town, you probably have right. a Bass Pro Shop right. and a Walmart. <laughs> if you walk into any one of those places, you'd be like, Randy Orton obviously shops here yeah no doubt about it we've got we've got guns and tribal tattoos everywhere okay uh it's amazing that vince can't give hunter the benefit of a doubt why give him all this power and give him the power to name things yeah because i just don't think that he's in on it from the get-go it's like he gets to decide later you know i feel like nice guy he's just gonna decide to change his mind why don't you tell me a new story? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we're joking, but I mean, that's a problem that we've seen over the past whatever, many years actually, but it seems to have come to light a lot over the past half year or so maybe, about just one, the watering down of everything and the dumbing down, but you see it very, very clearly when people move from NXT to the main roster because things change, things uh Stories get dumbed down. Your matches get, get shorter. Down. Your matches get shorter. You work more matches. Yeah, and I know it's a different. They're aimed at different demographics. Sort oh, yeah. of. I mean, there's no look no further than when NXT comes to our town. Yeah, and they play the bars. Yeah. They play this bar out there called yeah, Gillies. That's true. That's that's like the one percenter of fans that yeah. go. It's they draw about the same as Ring of Honor. Yeah. So, you know, people that go there, and I'm I'm generalizing. People that mm. go to Raw. And not SmackDown. Yeah. People that go to Raw, yeah. <laughs> or maybe SmackDown, and uh, you know they get they, they they take their four kids with them, right. <laughs> the wife who really doesn't want to go, who's just going to babysit the whole time, mm-hmm. and they get all the drinks and the snacks. Those are the people sure. that go to Raw. I'm generalizing, yeah. but I'm sorry, but that's probably really mostly what it is. Besides Marks, if you're not a Mark, yeah. you 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 have a wife and four kids, <laughs> you're not going to NXT or Ring of Honor. Yeah. It's, it definitely is. It appeals to the smart fan who loves long wrestling matches. Yeah. Be damned, right? Right. So, yeah, NXT's coming to town soon. They're going to draw the same amount of people as Ring of Honor. It'll fluctuate a tad. Yeah. Probably be more, a little more people there for NXT. But I'm saying they play the same building. Right. So that's all you need to know right there. Yeah. So I feel like that's how Vince views NXT anyway. Oh, nobody watches it anyway. I, I don't think he views NXT. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Especially not UK or 205 yeah. or anything. It's out Raw or SmackDown, and he seems to barely watch SmackDown. Yeah. And he always goes to the bathroom during a tag team match. That's yeah, for apparently. damn sure. And he fi- he figures out his jokes while he's in the bathroom. Because oh, yeah. the pee jokes and the shower jokes and, oh. and all that stuff. That's all That's all bathroom humor. That's where he gets that. Yeah. But I, it, talking about it, it's, it's, it's a problem. And it has been for a while. And we've talked about it a lot. And I'm going to talk about it again for a bit because it's on my brain because of the viking raiders experience eric and ivar ivar ovar however many times that Corey graves tried to pronounce his name on that first week but and he, people like road dog who was a writer on smackdown who who you said he was the head writer yeah showrunner basically like frustration because he's been working on these storylines and things and last minute i i am in my head i imagine he's at gorilla position and he's got that headset on and he's sitting out there in the corner and as people are there about to go out he's like wait a minute 
like your name's changed wait a minute go get this other guy that we're gonna put in this match with you <laughs> don't put that tag match yeah, out there yeah stop what's gals and anderson doing here get them out of here <laughs> that's what it feels like yeah. because it all seems so last minute the thing with the smackdown women's title yeah. last year how were they announced the number one contender match for oscar's title and they put graphics online and promoted it but there was no mention of that on tv it was just yeah. charlotte goes in there and that's just one example yeah. of many and you know road dog i i can probably relate to pretty well as far as what you want to see and put mm. out there you know is the guy that comes from his most successful run as a tag team wrestler yeah Probably a little more, a little partial to putting the tag teams out there. Sure. That also explains why SmackDown has a better tag division under his watch. Yeah. Now it's probably not going to be the same. I thought about that it's, after. Uh, and after the shakeup, they've moved the Usos over, and the the moves that they've made, well, they poached have every... kind of made it a little bit more even, yeah. where it was stacked in SmackDown's favor for tag and for individuals. I think. Yeah. Um, for all divisions. Yeah. Um, but now it's a little bit more even, and Roman Reigns is going to be on every show. Um, we, we won't even get to the wild card. I don't even want to talk about wild card that's, right now. That'll be on the next show. <sighs> but yeah, it's, it's so none of it matters basically. There's, yeah, exactly, none of it matters. So either but, either be Bratana Nanaluski, Dijakovic, <laughs> yes. or Smith and Jones, right? It's I don't know. It's just it was on my brain because, like I said, the the War Raider thing. And I have been watching some What Culture stuff lately, and there was a video that they did recently where they heavily, very, very sarcastically talking about how WWE thinks we're all idiots and we don't know, we don't have the attention span of like a kindergartner at recess or whatever yeah. because they spoon feed all these storylines to you the same thing every single week it's over and over and over again yeah. and the Miz has to read his Wikipedia page to remind you of all the titles he won even though he just said go look up my Wikipedia yeah. why would he say that if he's just going to do it for you yeah. like because, I hate because that because we're shit. stupid idiot babies Apparently. That's why. <laughs> it's like if so, I tell you to listen to a band you don't listen to it I gotta like right. play it for you in front of them no I'm just going to try to give you the benefit of a doubt right. i'm not gonna be a dick like that yeah but i don't know it's in the you can tell sometimes when he's talking into people's ear on the commentary table because they're saying something and then they go completely silent <laughs> yeah. and then they say something about the storyline you, you can i can tell when they do that i just think they're editing stuff in post because uh, <laughs> they definitely edited uh you told me that there were so many mistakes uh being you know for the names and yeah, Viking Corey Raiders. Graves, yeah. I didn't hear any of that on Hulu really? and then they went back and post and fixed it all. He just kept mispronouncing Ivar. He said it, <laughs> he said it like three at least three different pronunciations. It's uh next week he's gonna be IcoPro, <laughs> by the way. I just wanted <laughs> right. to uh, got a scoop yeah. here. But it's uh, just that and like the, the 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 thing with Ricochet now, like you've noticed the the stupid bullet effect, sound <laughs> yeah. effect that they've added to the beginning of his music. And you know I haven't I for years, decades, I've talked about how I don't like them adding like vocal, like the uh, the, the catchphrase. Ca catchphrase is always been a music. thing. I hate it. It's yeah. stupid. Uh, it's better just to go into the music. Yeah. But Ricochet so much because his whole entrance in NXT and in on the main roster for the most part is. I think it's iconic. Like it's, that, it's not even. They don't even have it look. It doesn't even look as cool it, yeah, anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. They, they got almost got rid of it. Yeah, because he's the lasers. Got the, he's got stuff. the spotlight and the lasers, and he's standing yeah. there with his hand in the air. Yeah. Um, but now you start with that stupid ricochet rabbit sound effect, <laughs> and it it, may, it sets up a different tone that is like, here's your like. I'm not watching a cartoon. I'm not watching a Pixar movie. Like I'm watching pro wrestling we're all adults here yeah. i understand that the demographic as we said it's different from nxt to the main roster and there are children in the demographic a lot of children 
for the main roster stuff, but it's think... wider than that. It goes from like kindergarten to however sure. old you know i'm pretty sure the overall entertainment of ricochet's matches will carry it yeah they will carry this character yeah. through any bumps in the road the bullet should never have happened yeah. because of that reason this the stake is all in the ring like yeah i mean of course everything else you know over the top i get the show business aspect yeah. of it but he's gonna get it done bell to bell you shouldn't have to overthink you, freaking ricochet you don't have to and that's that's the issue it's even like lars sullivan on the main roster in, in nxt he was the smart guy he he used big words and things and he yeah. he had a brain underneath everything but on the main roster he's just big guy beat up small guy that's yes. all he is and it's just the dumbing down of everything. It's the boring buildup that everybody's had. This has been yeah. going on since Brock Lesnar. Yeah. You know, like it's probably longer than that. But, uh, but by the way, I'm glad you brought that up. Isn't it interesting how there's this whole NXT call up wave, but the all the initial ones that had all the vignettes with yeah. the proper build, yeah. like those are kind of all busts right now. And I'll I'll break it down a little bit more individually. Yeah. But uh, look at it this way: these surprise call ups. <laughs> which is uh war raiders Vi- sorry viking raiders yes, yes viking raiders yeah. i had to think about yeah, it yeah. and ricochet and alistair black and diy mm. like arguably the best pieces of talent on that roster from this last class yeah. and you know undisputed aside all due respect yeah. all those that were surprise call-ups are the big deals and they're going to continue to be the big yeah. deals the ones that got the build-up and the vignettes they've set on with the exception of Lacey Evans, which, what? Well, even, Out of even all those, her, really? Yeah, but, I mean, they sat on them for how many months did they show those promos when none of them had shown up? Yeah. It was like three or four months. Yeah. At yeah. least, I think. It feels like it, at yeah. least. It was at least two months yeah, before so, any of them even showed up. Yeah, so let's read that down. Lacey Evans uh, got shot up to the moon for the title match, which is stupid. After months of just walking down to the ring yeah. and walking back. Yeah. yeah. So her cardio is okay. Right. It's not totally called into yeah. question, but, you know, you could debate it. Right. Uh, so she's got a match against Becky Lynch. Now, the initial Becky Lynch-Ronda match was, if, if Charlotte hadn't been put into it, and Charlotte became the pro wrestling aspect of the match. Mm. Not that the other ones couldn't be pro wrestlers. But that Becky-Ronda match would have been a fight without Charlotte. They'd have gone into the crowd. It almost been like an Attitude Era main event. Yeah. And for better or worse. It would have been a completely different match. Sure. So you can actually debate now the inclusion of Charlotte in the match. And whether you think it's right or not, and it I've wasn't. gone back, it wasn't. <laughs> but now you can debate it and be like, okay. Yeah. It, it, we had some wrestling aspect in there. That's why Charlotte's in there. Yeah. So that being said, so go for that match that you didn't have. Make it Nikki Cross versus Becky Lynch instead of Lacey Evans. Yeah. Number one, Nikki's better. Number two, Nikki is a proven professional that hasn't injured people in the ring. May not have a, a past that could be called into question, and I'll get to that also later with another guy that's in the call-up. Um, so there's all these positives about using Nikki Cross. And right? Nikki could lose and not have it hurt her, and it would actually it would make both of them look better because Absolutely. Nikki is more so about the fight and playing than yes. than going after titles she's, and stuff. She's more ready for prime which time. she showed in NXT. She showed in NXT, but it doesn't count now, does it? Because mm-hmm. it was in NXT. Mm-hmm. No one, no one, no one watches NXT. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, I love that when she when she got put to sleep yeah. by uh, Shayna, yeah. and it's like you get that like I, I she was totally fine with it. Yeah. She was like almost happy to be bested. Yeah. That's a brilliant about her character. Yeah. Okay, but we've talked about that. Okay, uh, Lars Sullivan. 
cool with that stuff that's come out about Lars Sullivan recently that is not a lie yeah. it's been pretty much confirmed everywhere yeah uh yeah Lars Sullivan's been beating people up uh off script let's just go with that as mm. a story yeah. and just fire him like yeah. fire him for real and fire him on television you could actually say Lars Sullivan you came in and you injured Jeff Hardy and he had to relinquish the title yeah. uh so guess what you're fired yeah Done. Simple. Yeah, but uh, we know because uh, Nia Jax is still employed that they, if they if they feel like they have something with someone, they'll just keep them. Like regardless of anything, regardless of injuries, regardless of anything that happens outside, they're just gonna sit down and let it blow over. Well, if uh, if the proper people, especially advertisers, get yeah, called into question, that's because true. that's why the fabulous Moolah thing happened, yeah. an advertiser has to. Go at them. That's money true. talks. Money and is the, bullshit the thing, walks. which is why we'll get to some where certain shows are, and that's all because of money. But we'll yeah. get to that in a second. Uh, Ethan Carter, the third EC three. I don't think I have to say anything after yeah. that. They're barely using him. And um, when they they used him as a joke, like after the shakeup, he was officially now finally on Raw, mm-hmm. and he just got beat up. Yeah, yeah. And, so. and what else? Heavy, heavy Machinery, who I'm a fan of. But they have done nothing with it. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's it. <laughs> so the vignette, you definitely don't want a vignette at this point if yeah. you're getting called up, is basically all I'm saying. Well, it, and it shows not just the talent differential between the ones that they had announced and announced and announced and announced versus the ones that they called up apparently last minute, which was all the ones this year. Um, it just shows that they were panicking with those call-ups because that was the the worst Raw ever, possibly the one last November. And after that, the reaction when the McMahons came up and said, we're taking over, that's when they announced all these people. And it just shows that they were panicking because they had zero plans for any of them. And that's why it took them so long to get on TV because they had no idea what to do. Yeah. It's just, I, I, I can't imagine that this, any, that Hunter has anything to do with this. Obviously it's, it's bittersweet for Hunter to have somebody get called up yeah. from NXT because you know they have to fill that spot. Now they're signing people left and right all the time, yeah. but also you want to have a stable show. Yeah. So that has to be the biggest headache. Yeah. And my sympathy is with him. Yeah. Empathy, because I, I would never know how to do that. I couldn't. There's mm-hmm. just no way. But yeah, I just you know it's like yeah okay of course Alistair Black is ready for prime time of course Ricochet yeah. DIY. Of course these guys are ready. Let's bring some in here and there. Let's not just do a freaking everybody's here at once. Yay. Yeah. And let's try to figure out where the F they go. And that was the thing is they shot themselves in the foot with the four with Black, Ricochet, and DIY. Because they did that prior to WrestleMania, maybe like three, four, or five weeks out or whatever. So that by the time the Superstar shake up and the night after Raw... Well, the timing of those two were dumb too. Because yeah. the night after Raw is usually the time when they... It, historically in the past five ten years or whatever yeah, maybe not ten not that long but it was it's the night where people come up x-pac was one like the, the big one that i oh. first remember that was that's what i consider the first like that. raw after wrestlemania oh for sure that was really exciting but it's when people are called up new faces and everything but one they shot themselves in the foot by doing it a month ahead so they couldn't do it on that raw or smackdown Plus, the Superstar shakeup was the next week, so they still couldn't do it because they had to wait for that. And they're, they're, they're going to take forever to figure out where everybody is now. Yeah. 
And the wild card thing is pretty much now made it, okay, none of this matters. The shakeup lasted two full weeks because they had they they shifted and then they shifted some back and they shifted some down and around and then the wild card thing happened the week after, which we're not gonna talk about yet. But I, f- I feel like they're just gonna put a placeholder on it until they get like in a room with whoever their Fox and USA uh, yeah. you know uh, what whatever representative they're gonna use. And they're all just, all just gonna have to hash it out in a room. Yeah. I, I don't see any other solution out of yeah. this. Like, they're literally going to have to divide the roster up down the middle. Yeah. And I don't even know if they're going to do that. I mean, I, I heard rumors that Fox doesn't want to promote anybody from Monday. Uh, but who yeah. knows? Maybe they're maybe they're wearing them down on that. Well, we'll, maybe wild card is being created now because there's not going to be a brand extension yeah, anymore. I don't know. Who knows? I don't really <laughs> want to get into it right now. Oh, my God. That's kind of all I wanted to say is just a little bit of venting, but also just like, because I've been hanging on to that since the, the shakeup happened, the whole, like, stop talking down to me. I'm not stupid. Yeah. Like, it's... stop. I And I talked about that with the Ronda Rousey thing when she was calling everybody Marks and going, saying it was going to be a shoot. And Triple H did it too in the Batista thing a little bit. Yeah. They kind of backed off of that a little bit. But it's like, don't talk down to me. Like... I come here because I love this. Yeah, as I mean, much as much problem as I have with WWE a lot of times as far as like storylines and they're not giving me what I want necessarily on the main rosters, I still I've watched it since I have watched television. Yeah. So it's it's part of me and I know they know that so that they feel they have a little leeway because I'm still going to keep watching, but yeah. it's still frustrating. Yeah, it's like I have to go through enough indignities in my everyday nine to five life where it's like, please treat me like a human being. So I have to go from now I have to go from please treat me like a human being to just don't treat me like I'm stupid. Right. (laughs) It's like this is my escapism. Yeah, but (laughs) it it has led me to I have to like decompress a little bit. I've been watching more stardom lately, Um, trying to find time to watch more New Japan as well. But I can watch a stardom show in a shorter amount of time. Um, yeah. to get it refreshes the palate you yeah know? exactly that's yeah. what it is yeah and you talk about that they could repeat the same thing over and over the commentary it's just yeah. in the toilet right now uh, if you're on the main roster yeah uh basically anything that Corey graves is calling and i'm, I'm not gonna beat him up but any yeah. show that he might be calling that's yeah. where the commentary is just gonna yeah a lot it's of not fails. necessarily always his fault no, Some, sometimes no. it is but i mean like i said he, he's got people talking in his ear it's, they it's, all do it's the man in the air it's clear because michael cole and Vic Joseph, and to a certain extent, Tom Phillips, all sound the same. They all say the same things. So it's clear that they have people talking to them, and they go through the same kind of training. But, you know, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, what was it? we were talking about it off the air. Like, you know, they still need to figure out the happy medium between someone's first wrestling show yeah. and not making you feel like an asshole for watching. Yeah, and I the What Culture video that I watched kind of delved into that a bit, and that was one of their main points, is you don't need to spoon-feed us the same stuff every time. But I do, and I agree, to a certain extent, but again, like you said, it could be someone's first time watching, and there needs to be room. I know I've talked to people who... Endgame just came out a few weeks ago, and I, that's all I've been thinking about for the last sure, two weeks. Yeah. And I've talked to some people, and kind of makes me... I don't understand people that don't watch all of those movies. <laughs> sure. Because that's the world I live in right now. But some people were saying, like, I don't really watch all the Marvel movies because it seems like too much. There's just too much to catch up on. And same thing with comic books, because I'm a lifelong comic book reader, too. And it is difficult to jump in, to just jump in and go, because there's all these storylines going on. And wrestling, my point is, wrestling is kind of the same thing. It can be daunting to jump in and watch one show, 
who are all these people? Why is this person doing this? What's going on? So there has to be some explanation. And the founder of, or one of the originators of the modern comic book era, my hero, Stan Lee, one of my heroes, he had a philosophy about comic books when he was in back in the 60s when all of the when spider-man and fantastic four and all of those comics were he was creating those characters and he was his philosophy was treat every single issue as if it was someone's first time reading about that character so for spider-man for example you heard about peter's uncle ben and how he died you heard that almost every single issue. Mm. I know when I first started reading in the late 80s and early 90s, I I knew about Uncle Ben like right away because Peter would get into trouble. He would I got to do this for my Uncle Ben because of all this stuff, responsibility and power and whatnot. Sure. I think there is something to that. And I think that there is something relatable to professional wrestling because it's the same kind of deal. It can be daunting yeah. to get into it. So you do have to bring people up to speed. But that's what clips are for. That's yeah. what that's what leading into the match is about. That's what promos are for. That's what the WWE Network is for. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what we thought at least. Yeah. That's what we thought was great. I mean, yeah, money to be had. Yeah. But here's the other thing. I think it'd be really neat. Uh, in, the, in the future, I'm sure this will be a thing. Yeah. Like where they mention something and then bloop pops up on the screen. Yeah. Like YouTube does oh, that yeah. now. Yeah. They are. This is already happening. The annotations. The yeah. pop-ups. So you could be like. You wanna, I guess they're the cards now. They pop up yeah. on the side. It's like yeah. you want you want to see what this is referenced to. Click on that. Yeah. Or or if Would you want to like bookmark to or bookmark the feed for later. Yeah. And like that could be a thing. So yeah. I feel like sure. that, that would that would be really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just uh, I I still think. And once again, talking about the network, yeah. they should they should use their own network. Yeah. Go back to my sweet spot, 1989 World Championship Wrestling Saturday Night. Jared doing calls. There was a joke the Pro Wrestling Illustrated used to do back in the day saying JR is incapable of Ron Simmons wrestling a match without reminding people that he played football at Florida State University and his jersey was retired. Now, that's true. But also, it takes him five seconds to say that. And to me, if it's your first time watching, and that immediately lets you know that Ron Simmons is legit. Yeah. And the Steiners when they wrestled for, you know, amateur wrestling for Michigan. Yeah. So there's the things you say these things in passing, but also Jared never missed a move. Yeah. So if it's in his vernacular, he wants to make that call. He made the call, and that's perfect because, you know, that helped me along. You yeah. know, and that's all you have to do. That's all you have mm. to do. It's real simple stuff. And I can't think of like a specific match, but I know Morrow and Nigel are really good about doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Where they'll talk about the past with the the, the people in the ring and just keep it on the action in the ring. Yeah. But it'll just be part of what they're talking about, like. Hey, this like this last time this one person won, but now they're doing it this way, and then they keep going, and it's part of the flow. Exactly. I can't like think Mar- of a Mar- references Rick Rude yeah, a lot uh, yeah. with that that match that Velveteen has, and yeah. he does a lot of Rudeism still to this day, and there's a lot of Randy Savage stuff in there too. Yeah. I mean, it's always the references are there. He referenced a woman named Klondike Kate, who I'd never heard of. Yeah, I, I remember Googled. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Googled her, I was like, wow. Okay, so you know, it's like. Kind of like a and, and a little a little bit more modern, I would say, Big Bad Mama from Glow, uh, yeah, back in the day. Yeah. That's also a Married with Children reference, but it could yes. be either thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, and it's still not taking the focus or off the attention of whoever's in the ring. Yeah. It's, it's it's all respectful. It's, it's all good. It's not Renee and Corey screaming about who's the better GM half a still, year ago. Yeah, still, still, <laughs> they might as well be referencing the presidential uh, run from right. two years ago at that point. <laughs> 
<sighs> that's all I really got to say. As we transition out of this, I just want to bring up one little anecdote that I thought was funny. Talked about the Viking Raiders when we first started. The Viking experience, the first time that they showed up on Raw. That was really funny to me for a very specific reason. And it's because, did you know, in Japan, a buffet, like a buffet-style uh, restaurant or whatever, mm. um, it's called a Viking. <laughs> so in Japan, when they go to Japan to do their live events, the Viking experience would be a buffet hosted by Eric and Ivar. <laughs> and there's a very specific reason why buffets are called Vikings, but I don't really... It's it's is it's, it, it's it, kind of complicated. Is it, it like Genghis with, Grill? Where is it's it? <laughs> kind of, it has to do with hotels and the fact they watched a movie about Vikings and they like, hey, that's a cool word. And we're gonna come into your house and yeah. sleep in your beds, yeah. <laughs> eat so, a lot, and then yeah. move on. So every time I hear the Viking experience, which WWE spited us, they named their pop up power slam <sighs> the Viking experience yeah. just to say you're stupid and we're gonna keep it anyway that that stuff really pisses yeah. me off but every time i hear that i think i just think of of hansen and roe eating at a buffet and it makes me a little bit happier who are you talking about yeah hansen <laughs> roe i don't understand That's, these names I, don't mean yeah, anything yeah, to yeah. me anymore i i feel like maybe there's something in the back of my brain that remembers that it's trying to it's struggling <laughs> by the way big ups to that fan that held the sign at his chest not above his head it's always a good way to be if you're on camera says give war raiders their name back and which is a good double reference also. Yes. Speaking of people that have uh, uh, interesting and neat ideas, and I referenced the uh, presidential run earlier, let's talk about, I'd like to talk about the Bernie Sanders of professional wrestling, Chris. Okay. <laughs> One of his 35 nicknames. Yes. Uh, I, I learned about this fellow last year when we were at Mania Weekend in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, new to me a lot of people were new to me that week and that's that's one of the truly great things yeah. about wrestlemania week so i learned about david star saw him wrestle a couple of times and so if you're going to google him david star with two r's it's very important so why is there another david star with one r i'm not sure but okay. <laughs> just in case let's just go with that and it's important that people do google him you're going to okay. read you're going to want to read the first couple of articles that show up in the google i also recommend and i will say this at the end of this bit uh, buy his shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. There's one that actually has all 35 of his nicknames yeah, on on one shirt, which is pretty great. I remember seeing that when we were out there. I think he wore it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, that being said, uh, David Starr has been on the wrestling news radar for the past couple of months. Started back in March. And so, he's not a Ring of Honor contract wrestler. He is one of the hottest free agents in pro wrestling, though. Just purely based on skill... Because he is not uh, the, the WWE friendly size. Even in this 205 era, you know, he's small for their standards. And it'd be nice to say that, that that's not a thing. But even in this day and age, yeah. it still is yeah. on a case-by-case -case basis. Sure. We've at least gotten to that point. Yeah. So, David Starr. I called him the Bernie Sanders of professional wrestling, even though that's what he calls him. Much like Bernie, he is a very proud Jewish man. He's also super progressive in his politics. So... Being an independent guy and not being an ROH contract guy. So Ring of Honor, for those of you who don't know, they are broadcast currently on television by Sinclair Broadcasting. They have a stake in Ring of Honor. But they do that to put them on their television shows to syndicate them and Ring of Honor will give them good ratings. It's basically a relationship where they leave them alone to do their thing and they make money and everybody's happy. Sure. Laissez-faire. Hands off. 
probably one of the honestly probably one of the other reasons why Ring of Honor still exists and hasn't gone bankrupt is because they finally found somebody to invest in them yeah. that is a, you know that has at least a solid money investment in them. Sure. So, uh, Ring of Honor is going to have a back there in March the first ever Ring of Honor World Title defense in Israel. So yeah. they book David Starr to be Jay Lethal, who was the champion at the time, his challenger. Uh, you would think that David would be happy about this, and I'm sure to a degree he was. Hmm. However, he saw it as a, oh, that's cute. <laughs> so you're going to send the Jew boy out. You know, that's basically what he said. Yeah. And there was a promo that he, he cut a video promo and put it up online sure. to which he was asked to take down later. And basically calling out the fact that uh, Ring of Honor is owned by a company, Sinclair, who has been known quite a bit to partake in right-wing news propaganda. Sure, okay. <laughs> uh, that, that's the best way I can put it without going into too much detail. Sure. So anybody who's like David is not going to be happy about any kind of inclusion with that kind of a company. So his thing is, they're going to make something off of me somehow, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. As, a, as a wrestler, uh, he just wants to make his living as a professional wrestler. Sure. So as a way to promote it, he also got to put his uh, more than two cents in politically sure. on this promo. Okay. So it garnered a lot of heat. Phone calls were made. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he has to take the video down. He actually said, I am taking this video down, but I'm doing this for Jay. And he basically said, I'm doing this for Jay. Not for anybody else. No. And my deletion of this video is not any kind of way of me saying that I take it back. I don't take any of this back. I mean everything that I said. No. But I'm just taking the video down. Sure. So he's like, no apologies. The match still happens somehow. Yeah. I guess because there was so much spotlight on it at that That's point. That's what it, to me, and you kind of talked about this leading up to us doing the show today, not as in-depth as you just did. Yeah. To me, it feels like he knew he had the opportunity, because he's worked with Ring of Honor before. Yes. He knew prior to that that he was getting money from this company that is yeah. right-wing. He found, uh, but the thing in Israel, it was an opportunity, and he capitalized on that opportunity. He did a promo that he knew would get a lot of heat. Yeah. Um, and it did blow up like he probably expected. And I don't think he felt too bad having to take it down because all that does is draw more attention to it exactly. and make it that much bigger. So he did exactly what he needed to do to get his name heard and talked about. Yeah. I, I, I'm and I don't I don't doubt that he believes what he's saying too. Oh yeah. yeah. It's 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 the hardest core of both sides of being yeah. a work shoot. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's like, This is the yeah. best way I can promote it. What do you what, what are you mad right. about? Yeah. You know, like so there's all that. And yeah, for sure, people all the news sites would have been like, David Starr tweeted out a promo for his coming match with Jay Lethal. Yeah. When it gets deleted, I guarantee you, like, ten times more sites picked up on it. If, yeah. And I'm, that's probably a conservative number, pardon yeah. the pun. Uh, but, yeah, so more attention was drawn to it. Okay, so the match happened. By the way, it's free on YouTube. Officially, it's free on oh. YouTube, so go look it up. I'm going to do that after the show today. Fast forward to a few weeks ago, just now as of this recording. So we're talking mid-April. He uh, is wrestling a match for WXW, and after the match is over, he gets on the mic and quits the company verbally, Uh, and and apparently this was for real. Now, he did some, you know, he did some more work shoots in there, talking about uh, certain cowards and stuff like that. He's got this, 
rivalry, quote unquote, with Walter that he had where mm-hmm. he was 0-9 against Walter. Like the whole idea of this rivalry is going to figure him out at some point. Yeah. And obviously there's some building there because Mr. Ringkopf against sure. the proudest Jewish wrestler on the planet, yeah. but maybe besides Colt, mm-hmm. who they actually had this amazing match apparently in Canada at somebody's yeah. backyard block party Jewish event yeah. where they wrestled for the Jewish championship of the world. <laughs> and that's a real thing. They made a belt. Go look it up. Cool. Amazing episode of Art of Wrestling. So, uh, so he has, he has this thing with Walter. Now, obviously, if that's the thing, I'm pretty sure, and I'm just guessing here, but I'm going to go on a limb and say him and Walter are actually probably pretty cool with each other. I would imagine so. Because, you know, it was ring comp before he was yeah, signed to WWE. Yeah, that, I, that's, yeah. that's pretty on the nose. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that whole thing. He gets on the mic, and like I said, probably still cool with Walter. He called Walter a coward for signing with WWE. Mm. He says a lot of these people, and here's the thing, quitting WXW as an indie wrestler... That is way more harsh, I think, than pissing off Ring of Honor. Because this mm. is the ultimate independent sugar daddy right now. Because mm. you've got a you've got a complete gateway into WWE. Oh, like, I because see. of all yeah. the all the feds that are in line yeah. with this thing. Yeah. That is just like you know, I mean, he's got a lot of balls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically yeah. at the end of the day, I just want to talk about David Starr yeah. for that reason. And he called he called Walter a coward. He's, he says, and we talked about this two episodes ago, the John Oliver thing. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to go work for a company that's not going to give me any insurance, that doesn't have yeah. unions backing me, you know, helping me out, looking after sure. me. Yeah. So no one's looking after me. I'm not going to go work for this company. And he said that on Twitter. He doubled down on it, did the coward bit again on Twitter, and then he went back on and said, oh, by the way, I need to make a, a real quick uh, thing here. I, I messed up. Also, they take Saudi blood money. <laughs> so... Yeah. I mean, man. Yeah, he's not wrong. No. Yeah. I mean, if he's lying, please tell him. I'm sure he'll be happy to talk to you on yeah. Twitter. He's I, very good at Twitter, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Initial reaction, again, same thing I talked. I said before. He's capitalizing on the opportunity and the best way possible to make his name even bigger than it was and get it like yeah. he's, he's also, absolutely doing it yeah. and the fact that he's like telling the truth and he's not wrong and you can't really argue anything yeah. you can debate some of the like calling walter a coward i wouldn't call anyone a coward for sure. for signing with wwe i think that was the bit i think that was one of the yeah. parts of the work yeah, yeah i'd like to think so yeah and i feel like yes like quitting that company the wxw is a big deal like the bucks and omega have made it possible to exist outside of that and who i don't know if he's going to go to aew who knows he could be doing it to do that and uh man and it's already like aew is obviously putting themselves out there as being uh not a shadow progressive company they are being right out with up front yeah yeah they're being up front i mean it's any other wrestling promotion doing a benefit for uh victims of gun yeah. violence no yeah. they're not and they're not even and they're also they're hiring people like sunny kiss and nyla rose without talking about yeah. nyla they're not patting <laughs> themselves on the back exactly yeah. and then you know there's two ways to go about that as well yeah. but i feel like they're doing the right thing and i yeah. i feel like that's probably a no-brainer i mean hell i'm not saying david star is getting blacklisted yeah. because he would be he'd only get bigger you know to make yeah. him a martyr in the business that's the thing yeah is would be huge for him yeah so they they don't want to do that 
but they don't want to, you know, it's like, oh man, right. you know, like, yeah. and obviously my theory is that WWE wanted to sign him just to shut him up. Yeah, maybe. But I guess they realized they couldn't buy him. Yeah. Because, damn. <laughs> like and I that's said. the thing is, like you said, I don't know how high on the ladder he would climb in WWE. Yeah. And I'm sure he knows that. And, well, absolutely he knows that. Yeah. And not saying that he couldn't, that he's not good. Yeah. I'm just saying that, yes, visually looking at who WWE pushes to the top, yeah. he does not match those aesthetics and the size yeah. requirement. You must be this high to, to, to take this title. <laughs> to ride the Braun Strowman. So knowing that, he can double and triple down on talking about that stuff, which is the best way to do it because if you play the middle, you're going to get lost in every with everyone else. Yeah, and to it's put that himself, day and age, isn't yeah, it? Walter can't say anything back to him really because he is signed by WWE. Yep. Walters can still do like indie stuff here and there, although we'll put a sidebar on that in a second because they're starting to crack down on some of that. But for David Starr to put himself up against Walter and say, yeah, we have this feud, but he's a coward and he won't fight me now because he signed with them and he can't do anything about it. That yeah. makes David Starr look even better. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. No, so he's a, he's take, a very smart man. Yeah. It's going to take years for him to get back at him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for that 0 and 10. Yeah. <laughs> Quick sidebar though. Yeah. You're going to talk about the indie thing. Well, yeah, because uh, I mentioned to you recently, uh, like I've mentioned on the show that I've been watching more stardom and keeping up with that and tony storm has been wrestling she's doing a tour of stardom as we speak wow so she like i said she has the uk women's title with her nxt uk women's title with her and she's been wrestling and she was supposed to have a match with b Priestley, who i may have mentioned her i don't know if i mentioned her on the show before i may have mentioned over to you when we were at wrestlemania weekend last year the woman that was with will osprey at his table that was V Priestley. Okay. Uh, Will Ospreay's girlfriend. Okay. Will Ospreay is V Priestley's boyfriend. However you want to say it. Sure. They are an item. And V Priestley recently won the Stardom World Title. She is the top Gaijin in Stardom, and she even has Gaijin written on her on her uh, boots. Nice. I like it. Yeah, own it. Yeah. And Tony Storm was supposed to wrestle V Priestley. Uh, like today or tomorrow or something, yeah. but WWE apparently nixed that Ooh. because B Priestley has been signed by AEW. Ah, yeah. so we could have had a <laughs> WWE AEW match, but WWE put the kibosh on that. Uh, who so told? Storm, who told? <laughs> Storm is still allowed to wrestle other people, but not anyone signed to. And they Halloween. signed a contract that said that I heard about that. Yeah. that nobody that. If they're going to wrestle somebody from a major promotion they consider major, yeah. that's like Impact or whatever, Ring yeah. of Honor or whatever, uh, they can do the match, but it cannot air. Oh, This really? match was going to air if it was going to take yeah. place regardless. So yeah. if it was going to be, you know, they'd be like, you can have the match, but if that thing airs, mm. you're toast. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, that, that's the contract that they all have. Gotcha. So that was that sidebar. I didn't mean to derail no, the, the David no, Starr no. talk. No, I, I, I would just finish it off saying go support David Starr, buy his stuff on Pro Wrestling Tees. Because just in case AEW doesn't touch him, he's going to need the money. <laughs> so give the man some money because I think he's the man. Yeah. So I'm going to go put my money where the mouth is get some get a David Starr shirt right. as well. So. Before you do that, you want to talk about some matches of the week? Yes, yeah, so let's talk some uh, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. <laughs> matches, matches, matches. All right, Mr. Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> it's also doing the drag pool guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> Mania. Okay. 
we going all the way in the Wayback Machine to yeah. pretty much the beginning of March. Uh, yeah, we're just doing, can't remember exactly what we said on the last show, yeah. but we're going to go even back without, to... Even without Wildcard, I have no idea what's going on right, in the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's okay. so we're just going to do March and April, matches of the week, and yeah, start with the first week, the fourth through basically the sixth of WWE, the, those, the shows from Monday through Wednesday. What do you What do you think was the best match that week? There was a lot of really good wrestling that week, Chris, and I went back and forth with this. And for for us, as we kind of have done in the past, and we continue to do here in the present and future, or I'm assuming we will in the future, because um, she does not hear yet. Okay, uh, but three really good matches, and it was pretty much between Undisputed versus DIY and NXT. Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin pretty much paying off mm. their feud in a false count anywhere in the yeah, UK. Yeah, the match that I I think I wrote in my recap and review thing on cngradio.com where I was saying, why wasn't this a takeover? I liked Balor versus Devlin, but man, this match was real good. Yeah. And I feel, I we, feel like it was missed opportunity to have that on the yeah, show. Yeah, we know why Balor was on the show. Yeah, I know. But in I that like Ballard, but in that yeah. kind of a push, we go with historical significance. So on that, I'd say we're going to have to give it to the fatal four-way U.S. title match as we say goodbye and say hello to two different things. You we're say goodbye saying, and I say hello. Yes, we say goodbye to the R-Truth Open U.S. Challenge. Aww. And we say hello to Samoa Joe as finally being a legitimate singles title holder in the yeah. WWE. Mm-hmm. Really, I really for the first time, which is a long time coming, damn it. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, so, on that principle, I have to go with that. And I, kind of piggybacking on, I thought he had a really good showing at Fast Lane, which we talked about. But yeah. I love that he went in there and, like, said, I'll take them all on. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. But I just love the whole build up all the way through the open challenge into that. It was a great payoff. Yeah. Probably so. probably gone too soon, but at the same time, you're gonna give me Joe as champion. I'm not gonna complain I'm, too yeah, much. Not at all. You could totally whack him all that and I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, but still definitely go seek out the Banks Devlin match, False Count Anywhere, and the Undisputed versus DIY match. Yeah. That one, uh I think you said that one suffered maybe a little bit, uh, you know, for, for the finish. But, yeah, I was disappointed that Undisputed Era didn't win. So yeah, so all right. Spoiler, boom. And uh, by the way, you say spoiler. I'm gonna go ahead and take the time out here, Chris, and he's gonna hate me uh, uh, for doing this. But anybody out there listening, and tell your friends also, cnjradio.com. And I'm not just saying that. What Chris does on the Wrestling House Show part of, especially for Wrestling House Show on cnjradio.com, uh, it is the best write-ups the the best write-ups for any wrestling show every wrestling show that's especially wwe centric and there's all these websites out there and there's a lot of new piggybackers you know that are covering wrestling now but all of their reviews they're fine but you know what chris has the best overall top to bottom spoiler and non-spoiler versions you can go on the page on the same thing and click whether you want the spoiler or not it's not there unless you click for it and that's huge, man. No site does that, first yeah, of all. Yeah. So, yeah, great write-ups. And that's a cool thing. You can read a review of a show you haven't seen, and it can convince you whether you should watch this match or the whole show. So go to the blog that Chris does <laughs> for these shows. They're excellent. I use them for my notes on the show. Cool. Uh, and I'm done using all the other sites. I, I can't believe, like, my brain, you know, is just like, man, but... 
It's the best. It's the best in the business. I will fight anybody. I'll put up my <laughs> record collection in a debate that says otherwise. You don't have to fight anyone, but I appreciate it. Yes. So, yeah. it's, it's what comes out of my brain as I'm watching the shows. And sometimes what I say on this show may not be exactly what I say on that show because my thoughts may change and mm-hmm. evolve a little bit as I watch more. But those are initial reactions. And yeah, I try to cover every single segment because... Mm-hmm. Because I'm a nerd like that, and I want to yeah. know. I want to know where this was, what day it was, what venue it was. Was it taped? Was it not taped? Yeah. Like I want to know all those things. Even that's at, all on even, I want to know the referees. Referees yeah, don't get it. He enough. lists yeah. the referee for the match. He lists the ring announcer for every show. I yeah. mean, the whole the whole nine yards. And yeah, I mean, I, I try to eavesdrop on him, and he usually catches me. Like, uh, like I'll, he'll he'll watch something and he'll pause it, type down the thing, and oh, then yeah. I'll pause the show. And see yeah. like that. it's it's amazing the process. I, <laughs> I wish I had that kind of. Uh, uh, discipline so anyway let's get back to wrestling yes <laughs> uh week two of march uh to me like there was some other good stuff on there and this is going to be a cliche i'm not going to say this about every week because there's mm. a few week weeks on here yes okay. uh, but uh, i think at the end of the day we determined that the tony niece drew gulak tournament match for the uh, cruiserweight who was for the number one contendership for the yeah. cruiserweight title uh, is probably the the winner I, yeah, I think so. We we discussed this a little bit. And it's... Gulak and Nice have had this nice, quiet feud going on for a while. Because I don't think Nice yeah. had beaten Gulak prior to this. No. Because that was kind of the point of... The, one of the contentions when they were cutting their little promos yeah. before. If he ever, promo, but their promos, yeah. short promos before. If he ever beat him, it was real early on. Yeah. Like, nothing in recent memory. I mean, and the other thing, though, their matches that they have against each other, it has a lot to live up to from that match last year in the yeah. other tournament. Yeah. So honestly, I've been going into their matches kind of like that. They yeah. have a hard road to get over with, with me. And I'm sure their matches are always going to be good, but I kind of do tend to judge it on that match. Yeah. Because that match was so good. That was one of my favorite matches of the whole year. Yeah. So, but yeah, still best match of the week for the second week of March. And Gulak really has a way... His matches are different than anyone else's. And as he's progressed as an in-ring competitor on 205 Live, I've liked... His matches are almost always the match to beat for me yeah. most weeks. I mean, he's a surgeon. And yeah. I, I meant to say this earlier, uh, Drew Gulak and David Starr are very similar to me uh, as okay. far as like the way they talk yeah. and the way they wrestle. Oh, yeah. So they're yeah. very similar. And Gulak, obviously struggling to get over in, in the main roster yeah. into management's eyes. And you see when he goes over to NXT and just yeah. destroys it. Yeah. He's just so good. Still easily top five most underrated guys in the company. I think so. Yeah. Without a doubt. All right, so week three, it's another one of those weeks where it's like, oh my God. And then you, if especially if you watch an order, you're like, well, nothing's going to beat that. Yeah. And then you see something later, it goes, ooh. That's kind of my problem is sometimes, often I don't watch an order because I get like a week or two behind. So yeah. we'll just start watching shows in a row and then yeah. the next shows in a row. I, I and, series binge when yeah. I'm behind too. I, I, I do. For, I forget what happened what week with what thing. I was like, man, that 205 Live match was real good. And then, man, that NXT match was real good. But I don't remember. I don't know if they're on the same week or not. So, yeah, so I think this was one of those weeks too. We have to deal with this, Chris. I mean, just looking at this entire week. So it started off with a really good wrestling match that gave me a lot of good feeling. And that's Kurt Angle versus Chad Gable on Raw. Yeah, yeah. And that was one of the Angle retirement tour started strong and kind of fizzled out because, one, he was wrestling guys that were on the pay-per-view coming up. 
And two, I think they wanted to protect him for uh, WrestleMania. And I think he was looking like, I need to retire yeah. at a certain point, because they were working him pretty hard. Yeah. You know, working so, often, and you could tell, okay, maybe it is time. But for this him was one of his hand-picked guys to wrestle, Chad yeah. Gable. Yeah. I'm sure Gable will get a lot of traction for this, too. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I don't, mm, I don't know. Like they're not going to do anything with. They're him. not going to because he's a real wrestler. Not, yeah. I mean, I hate to say that, but this is once again, oh, fucking Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, I think he actually did try to be an amateur wrestler in his day, mm. and he's probably really bad at it because yeah. you don't hear anything about his, you know, medals or sure. or trophies or anything. Yeah. And I think he's angry at amateur wrestlers yeah. for that reason. Anyway, but Gable was drafted back to SmackDown and. <laughs> He came out, I think he was supposed to wrestle like gender or something, and it was broken up by yeah. Lars or whatever. Oh, Some, so, something like this. Yeah, well, he something was. You're exactly yeah. right about that. Okay. And then you have that. And then on SmackDown the next night, you have the Kofi Gauntlet 2, as I like to call yeah. it. Kofi Kingston Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can't we just get Beyond Thunderdome? Yes. Oh, yes. Of course. Once again. Damn. Yeah, two. It's, 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 it's on the my entire life for this. I've been it two times. <laughs> and then uh, you have Cedric Alexander versus Tony Nese. Yes. Great match. Yeah, of course. Tyler Bate versus James Drake. Very underrated were, match. Yeah, good. Very good match. That was the UK, I believe, where Ono, Cassius Ono, made his in-ring debut. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He beat up Ashton Smith. I love his bit going in. Like he's like, I'm more European than yeah. any of you Europeans. Yeah. Like I actually have an appreciation for European wrestling, and you you guys don't care. You guys grew up on the Attitude Era. Yeah, I love that. Anyway, and then you cap it off with NXT America and their Fatal Five Way yeah. for the number one contender for Takeover. Yep, that was real good too. <laughs> I mean, what the hell, man? Like. We talked about this when we reviewed Takeover. That five way is amazing, yeah. and Matt Riddle really sticks out in it. Yeah. That's a big match to watch Matt Riddle in, yeah. and everybody is as great as you think they're going to be. And it turns into a three point contest by the end of it, as I like to call it. You know, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. everybody's hitting their three pointers, sure. nothing but net. Yeah, last guy to score wins. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. I I went back and forth. The second Kofi Gauntlet has to be the match of the week, but the five way is so good. I'm leaning towards the Kofi Gauntlet thing. I go with it. Like I said, in a push, historical significance should have to win out. And you make a very good point as to maybe leaving it off because of the reason, like, we still weren't sure that Kofi was actually going to go to Mania because of this match. And you were absolutely right yeah. because McMahon pulls the rug out once again at the end of the match. Yeah. But I, I still think it doesn't take away from... That is a very, that's obviously going to be on the Kofi Kingston box set, which the fact that I just said that out loud, it probably <laughs> yeah. actually will happen. You think that one over the first one? I don't think it's as good as the first one. Yeah. There was, I think there was actually weirdly enough more emotion in the first one, even though he lost the first one. Yeah, because it's well, better. Yeah, because he made it so far and no one expected it. Exactly. Like, with this one, I expected him to make it where he did. Yeah. But I still got to go with that. I'd say... Oh, yeah. I'm the five-way definitely goes... I'm not diminishing in, what he did in that match. We'll definitely put the five-way in the kitty for a match of the year contenders. Sure. So, for free television. Yes. So. so, Kobe Kingston... Yes. Almost winning the gauntlet is match of the week for that week. And, and here's the other thing. I guess this is because we're coming up into Mania. And this happens a lot. Like, the week after that, not as good. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, I mean, you know... There's there's some uh, there's some good stuff in there, but like these two weeks prior to Mania, I think that they, I mean, I guess they want to protect people. They don't want people to get hurt. 
Yeah. So they're not really going like the full nine, you know? Yeah. And it feels like they had pushed the storylines so fast that by a couple weeks before Mania, they were kind of like, okay, well, we to- said everything we needed to. Yeah. Like, now we just need to like coast our way into yeah. Mania. Stay the course. Yeah. A thousand points of life. <laughs> Stay the course. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, going back into this, I, I got to say, I think the tag team gauntlet. Uh, had an equal amount of emotion in it, and uh, I was very happy by the end of it. I love how this strengthens the New Day. So yeah. you got this thing where Kofi Kingston is breaking out as a singles competitor in, in his group, and Kofi was like, Kofi wasn't. He was the third hottest wrestler going into that group when they first got together. Honestly, you think so? I mean, I, I firmly believe that Xavier and Big E had more buzz going into the New Day okay. than Kofi even did. I think they saw Kofi as like, we're going to put... I know that they put him in there. Like, oh, we'll just put him in there. The veteran to help the other two look good. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And like, okay, we're making him a tag wrestler again. We're not going to take him seriously as a singles wrestler ever again. Yeah. For some reason. Even though he got this amazing reaction during his Randy Orton feud. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. So I think they saw him as a complete afterthought. The fact that he's breaking out of this uh, team. He's not leaving the group. It's made the group stronger. Yeah. That's the neat thing about it. And they're going to bat for him, and they're going to go to war for their brother, man. Yeah. And I I think it might even almost be better than the second gauntlet, just for that reason. Yeah. And I'm a tag team wrestling nerd, sure. so that helps too. But it was just nice to see them uh, get it through yeah. to the final, the final stage of Kofi going to Mania. Yeah. The fact that they fought so hard where Vince threw everything he could at all of them. And Kofi couldn't get it done because of the unfairness of what happened in the yeah. weeks prior. And then, but then a team like the Usos stand up and say, hey, you know, we respect you. You guys just go ahead. Like, yeah. We forfeit. That I was the, that, that was the coolest. I love that. Yeah. And then, like I said, we talked about this on the Mania wrap up, but the fact that their punishment was yeah. they got a WrestleMania match. Right. It. It's yeah. like, ha, you guys are stupid. <laughs> So yeah, I, I I just I love that match so much. Yeah. Uh, so I had to give it to it for that for the last week of March, the tag team gauntlet. Yeah, the the uh, Mark Andrews Noem Dar match was real good on UK. It it was didn't it? really end though because of yeah. that that injury scare, which yeah. I think they're both okay. Yeah. Well, I know Andrews is, and I Dar said he was. Yeah, I haven't read anything about it, so mm-hmm. I just assumed that that was the case, and that was yeah. I was happy for that yeah. reason. It's but good. Yeah. It's good protection because Noem's kind of new again to the UK yeah. roster. Andrews is established there. So nobody got out of their hurt um, storyline or physically. It was all good. But yeah, I I agree. Detecting Gauntlet was the best that week. Yeah. And and no disrespect to anybody else who had the best match of the night on the first week of April, but this is a major protection week. And I think the wrestling did suffer for it. It did. Yeah. Uh, and two people that don't darken match of the week too much, but they're they're both talented guys. Trent Seven and Joe Coffey. Yeah. Get awarded the match of the week for the uh, first week of April. It was, How about a, really, that? It was a really good match, and yeah. it's telling because UK did not have a big show to build up to because they were not well. They were at WrestleMania weekend, but this was taped a lot prior, a long time prior to that. So it wasn't like all the live shows where, and even NXT to a certain extent. Although that match didn't really have an ending either. I think the best match was the Kyrie Sane versus Bianca Belair. But it was just a. It ended up being a yeah. really short match with a, a 
uh, brawl ending. Yeah, and, and a shout-out to two other guys that definitely didn't have to worry about not getting injured before WrestleMania. Yeah. Mike Kanellis and Akira Tozawa. Yeah. A really good match on 205. They did. Unfortunately, that was the WWE's 50-50 booking because Kanellis had beaten Tozawa previously, mm-hmm. and this was the way to get Tozawa his win back. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Um, but they were both good matches, yes. so I guess that was the point. Yeah. So now we go got over the hump, over the mania hump, yes. and then we're into week two of April, and the wrestling uh, improved dramatically on the free shows. Uh, and it, this is a hard one, actually. Uh, hated the result of the Hardys getting the tag titles again, but that match was good. It was good, uh, and I didn't like the result either, but... The moment the match ended and the Hardys won, I was like, "Oh, well, the Usos are going to Raw. Like that's why they did that." <laughs> yeah, totally. So I that was a hundred percent. I knew that a week yeah. before that that happened. Uh, but some ridiculously fun wrestling in this week, and that's the worst match out of the best matches of the top, yeah. of the top five, as yeah. I like to call it. And that was still very entertaining. Yeah, freaking Travis Banks versus Cassius Ono. Boy, that match came out of that nowhere. Was really good, yeah. That match, you expected that to go completely one way. And yeah. then when you realize, wow, okay, the match is not over. Yeah. It's still not over. He kicked out of that. Yeah. I, I don't even want to spoil. Like, Cassius Ono gave Travis Banks one of the most over moves in wrestling today. That's not a move that is used in WWE. Let's just say yeah. it's, it might be somebody in AEW's finisher. Yeah. And uh, and the guy recently had the uh, New Japan World Heavyweight title. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Break it down that way. He gave that move to Travis Banks, and Travis Banks kicked out of it. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on here? Now Travis Banks is the new Mustafa Ali, at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, wow, that guy. So that's going to be his gimmick, I guess. But that match is ridiculous. Go watch that. Uh, and of course, we did get the big mania return, an injury return. Sami Zayn back, yeah. and he had this shit hot match with Finn Balor, uh, the crowd favorite and my favorite match of the night on Raw, yeah, for hands sure. down, because uh, they they freaking pulled the carpet out of him on the main event. Yeah. A lot of bullshit chants that I didn't hear oh, on. Yeah. Uh, I had to see those on Botchamania with that, the with the side by side. Yeah, because the fans chanting bullshit. I didn't yeah. hear any of that yeah. on Hulu. I heard all that. Because yeah, why? Why do you... It was not... Sorry. It was not previously announced that there would be a title-for-title winner-take-all match. It was not previously announced before Raw aired. In the first segment, Kofi is on the show, and Seth Rollins is there, and they're like, hey, let's just have a title-for-title, a winner-take-all. Why do you promise that if you... For three hours. For three hours, if you're not going to follow through with it and just end it with with a... the bar attacking him and they just have a tag match. Why? Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's like they wanted to make us mad, but what's the point? It's bad all over. It's like, oh, we gave you a bunch of stuff you loved last night. Let's just shit all over it the next yeah, night. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. It's not it's not that I can't be happy as a fan. Yeah. I know that's what they would say. Yeah. Like, oh you guys, you're never happy. No. This is the thing is you don't do that. That that that's horrible booking. And first of all, I'm a fan that actually likes the bar. Yeah. I don't appreciate you making the bar the fucking spoilers for this thing yeah, either. Yeah, but... There's the a same... whole thing. There's so many layers yeah. to this and why it's a bad idea. I hope they analyze that for years to come on what <laughs> not to do following up one of your best WrestleManias yeah, ever. how not to have a... How not to write a show, but that's a, That might be the worst post-Raw I've seen. Yeah, like, it's yeah. up. it's up there with the Dallas one, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. But it's like... 
I, to me, it doesn't even give any like heat to the bar. It's just I just don't want to watch the show. Mm-hmm. It's just frustrating. And I didn't want to see a winner take all match because I didn't want either one of those guys to lose. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, I know that's what the, that's that's their rationale. I know it's like yeah. that's what they're thinking. But like, once again, don't, don't promise, promise it. it. You know, just do what you did back in the day. You know, like a hundred years ago, <laughs> back in nineteen eighty. Right. Or something like that. They had a Bob Backlund versus Harley Race match when they were both the world champions. Yeah. NWA and WWF champion fighting each other. I think it was in Philly or the Garden or something. Sure. They had that match happen. Yeah. This is prior to Vince McMahon Jr. taking over. Yeah. So his dad booked this along with the NWA. Of course, they're like, let's eh, just do a double count out or a double disqualification. That's what yeah. they did. Yeah. And you know what? All they had to do was have that and have it be a no contest at the end of the night because we kind of probably knew that's what was going to happen. Yeah. But also do it and get your two new challengers involved in it. Yeah. Because that's the thing yeah. is the, the international crowd and us, mm. we're not going to be upset at Cesaro and Sheamus at the end of the night, yeah. especially Cesaro. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you had this opportunity to build up the next challengers yeah. for both titles, and you didn't do it. You yeah. totally dropped the ball there. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, I dig the reveal of Kofi's opponent and all that, but yeah, you but could you have, have done it for, you could have at least done it for Seth or somebody. You have something. people hooked that night after because people are, people know to watch those nights. Yeah. And if you look at the ratings, which I don't really care about the ratings, but yeah. if you look at the ratings, there's a huge drop off after. Like after that week, like there's a gigantic drop off. So yeah. if you don't, if you put the seed for the challenger in on that raw, that's perfect. Yeah, because you have people hooked the, and the you intrigue. make more the next thing. But no, you just promise something and then kill it off the same night and just have them in a tag match that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, like why do you do that? And once again, going back to that raw that you referenced after yeah. WrestleMania 14, yeah. one of the best ones ever, yeah. and it really is. Yeah. So Austin and won the title. And the next night, the story... And they didn't make a new challenger for Austin the next night, to be yeah, fair. Yeah. However, they planted the seed for it yeah. that you would get revealed for later. Now, what at least they did with Austin is they did a bit with him in the ring with Vince. And Vince is like, I need you to be... I need you to play a little ball. Mm. And Austin stuttered McMahon. Oh, now, yeah. the intrigue there is that you knew that Vince was going to find that challenger. Yeah. And even though you didn't know who it was by the end of the night, you knew that the pot was stirring in yeah. Vince's head. He got stunned. Austin got taken to jail because he had to for that night because the main event had to take place for a certain yeah. way with Austin not there. Right. He was coming back for the dark main event, by the way, okay. which Foley referenced huh. later on in Raw because Foley became the challenger mm-hmm. he, as Dude Love. Mm-hmm. He, he quit as McFoley yeah. and he came back as Dude Love like the next week. Yeah. So they still planted some sort of a seed. And that's why you should probably go back and they should reference that show as what to do yeah. what, and, and, and to the other one as what not to do. You're right. So anyway, there you go. Go back to that. And that's on the network too. So yeah. I'm going to show for the network Apparently. in spite of what you do sometimes. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, it's like, I don't know. This is like, uh, I don't even know what I'm being. It's like uh, hypocritical, but yeah. I still love the network. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. All right. Let's get out of that week already. <laughs> so what was the best match that week? Oh, God. Um, you know, to me, honestly, as good as all these other matches were, I think Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy, the rematch for yeah. the title, was better than their WrestleMania match. Yeah. I and it so. really had a lot of great twists and turns yeah. that I really appreciated. 
Uh, and they had more time, of course. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it was like a 30 minute match at least or it, something. It was close. 40. Uh, <laughs> I don't was, think it was that far. There was one, one of those main events recently was about 40 minutes. I'm like, oh, this is great. I love mm-hmm. it. Anyway, but I, I'd say that has to be the match of the week. Fair enough. So good. Street Profits did have a good match with uh, Wonderbar. Yes. Karen Bartel. Are they officially Wonderbar? No, I'm just oh, saying. Damn that. it. <laughs> so good. But yeah, that was the, the NXT taped at the takeover. But yeah, yeah. I agree. Neeson Murphy too was the the match of that week for sure. Yeah. And uh let, hey, why beat around the bush? The week after that, Buddy Murphy once again. Yeah. I think we're gonna have to give it to him. Yeah. And this is neat because this match happened. I don't know if this was planned in advance, but uh, what do you think? Do you think this was planned in advance? Because this all came about because Velveteen Dream uh, yeah. got some got some heat on Buddy Murphy backstage of Mania. It it kind of feels like it wasn't, which I like. I I really don't know, and yeah. that that's really cool because yeah. it was the selfie promo that Dream was doing, and he was in the hallway or the the exit entrance way yeah. at WrestleMania. It's the ET tent, as yeah. I like to call it. <laughs> and Buddy Murphy <laughs> had just lost his title and. Murphy passed by Dream, and Dream just said something to to Buddy, and yeah, like you just lost. Yeah, yeah I'm still a champion. <laughs> and and Murphy said something back, and that's how the match happens. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. If yeah. it, even if it was a work, it was really, really, really well done, and yeah. the match was real good. I yeah. really liked it. So good, and there's a lot of great matches that week. Finn Balor had two matches in the top yeah. five yeah. because they they switched him around. Yeah. Who even knows where he, what show he's on at this point? It's, but he had two tough. great matches: one with Andrade, and one against Ali. Anybody with an A at the start of their name, yeah. just give, give Meichner next week. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So Cedric versus Oni Lorcan was great. Uh, oh, yeah, let's talk about that a little. Cedric Alexander versus Oni Lorcan. Did you ever think in any kind of crystal ball you might be able to obtain that Oni Lorcan was going to get the torch passed to him by Cedric no, Alexander? Really, no. Because it felt bit... weird when he first showed up on 205 Live. I didn't really think of yeah. him as that kind of guy to go to yeah. that show. Yeah, he really stepped up. I mean, yeah. not that he, not that Oni, Oni always steps up. Okay? Yeah, he yeah. always gives 100%. Yeah. But, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, I guess that kind of a brawler guy I don't really see as 205 Live. And I should, but they just don't really have that kind of... As much as Arya Davari wants to be that, I think. Yeah. I don't feel like they're really the same kind of thing, necessarily. It's close. They're close. Yeah, but, it's close. It's a different kind of thing. Yeah, but Lorcan has always just been that guy that... I'm going to take a beating, and I'm going to give you a beating, and we're both going to be bloody, and we're probably going to have something broken by the end of this match. Yeah. So, there's an interesting new, like, almost working class mentality in 205. Yeah. Like, er- initially it's been, you know, almost kind of superhero-ish, you know, like people that defy gravity. And not that yeah. they're still not doing that, you know, but they, I think the conversation might have switched a little bit. Maybe they're just like, hey, let's just try some different stuff and see if see what, see what if something starts working. And it not is, that it hasn't been working, yeah. but you just, you know, I want more people to watch the show. So I say do what, do what it takes. It is changing, and they've actually been talking about that on the show, talking about the, the new... Uh, I don't remember how they put it exactly, but just the new face of 205 Live. Not just Tony Nese since he's the champ, but the whole thing with the exit of Murphy and Alexander going up to Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, it's a big blow for the, I mean. Yeah, because they've been the forefront for the past year. And they both deserve And they both deserve all of it, yeah. Yeah. Ali. To have, yeah, and Ali too. But to have Alexander pass that torch to Lorcan, even though Lorcan's not at the top, he, he didn't make it to the title match. 
Yeah. And but you've got Arya Davari stepping up where he's been kind of relegated to the bottom to the first match every yeah. couple months. And mm-hmm. and all these other people, Mike Canellis is stepping up. Um you've Whoa. got all these different people coming up and one thing that kind of annoys me is in like cruiserweight matches when someone dives over the top rope and this is what 205 live is all about <laughs> and i've talked about it before from yeah. the cruiserweight classic they're showing how these wrestlers who happen to be this weight class do everything and i think with people like Lorcan and davari doing what he's yeah. doing and, and niece is a hybrid and niece guy. being yeah. a hybrid and you've got umberto carrillo who is fantastic on in the air and grand metalik who's fantastic <laughs> on the ropes did you so, see did you see luke harper and dijakovic yeah. have a 205 yeah. match during yeah. worlds collide yeah. yeah did they realize that they both weigh 285 apiece because yeah, right. they sure yeah. weren't acting like yeah. it so it does have an influence. Yeah. And then you've got Gulak, who's a submission. So oh, they do have all of those things on 205 Live. So we can't say this is what 205 Live is all about, because yeah. it's about all of those things. And I feel like they're, with Tony Nese at the top being that hybrid, yeah. however long he stays there, it is about showcasing all of it at this point. That's what it yeah. feels like they're trying to do to me. Hopefully, maybe that means that Gulak will finally win the title over there. I hope so. Because he, I think he should have won it last He's year. He's tailor-made to have a long feud with Tony Nese because of the feud yeah. that we mentioned. I just hope that they finally realize it. Yeah. He's got to be the guy who takes yeah. it off him. There's uh, nothing else will do, in my yeah. opinion. And I'm I'm cool with, like, you know, some of those guys getting shots. Lorcan, Davari. Yeah. I need Nese to beat them. First yeah. of all, you have to get some good defenses underway yeah but then gulak has got to be the guy that takes that title well off. and everybody's turning on gulak now yeah like Carrillo, yeah gallagher turn on yeah Carrillo Ga- gallagher excuse yeah. me <laughs> Carrillo didn't even he yeah. was we knew he was going to turn sure. on him, but then gallagher turned on him as well so yeah. i feel like he's going to have they're both going to have things to do yeah. and they're both going to hopefully get a lot of wins and then yeah. they, they need to come together like maybe around SummerSlam. I like that I didn't see the Gallagher thing coming, but it totally still works yeah. because he's like, like, I'm not going to do your dirty work anymore yeah. and you're not completely right about everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it worked when I wanted to, but it doesn't work for me yeah. anymore. I'm yeah. kind of over it. But yeah, there so. was a lot of good stuff uh, this week. This was the Superstar Shakeup Week. Uh, briefly want to talk about we mentioned the Dream Buddy Murphy North American title match was great oh, yeah. there was another match on that show Kyrie Sane's last NXT women's title oh, match you had to bring that up stipulation, yeah, stipulation was if Kyrie did not win the title that she would never get another NXT women's title match that is uh that match is a range of emotions yeah. people really need to watch that match and I mean we already knew that Kyrie Sane was on SmackDown. It was revealed the night before sure. on, on, uh, on SmackDown. But you got to see the way it unfolds. Yeah, though. to it's, see it unfold so the way it does is really great. And yeah, even though you know that, it's still kind of heartbreaking because she's the most wonderful thing in the world a lot of times. And yeah. Io Shirai is, of course, her best friend there. And... I love how they transitioned Io Shirai to not replace Kyrie, but to take the buildup that Kyrie and Baszler had yeah. and kind of transfer that over to Io Shirai. Yeah, it's definitely the end of an era because that rivalry has been going on longer than people even realize. Yeah, it's been That's... going on before they were on NXT. Yeah, yeah, and it was that, and then and then you know, and, and back into stardom. Yeah, you know, to a certain extent, it's a good payoff, and I like yeah. that the fact that they, they can revisit it down the road too. Because obviously, yeah. Baszler, we keep talking about she's going to be in the main roster sooner than later. Yeah. So yeah, maybe Shirai beating her is going to be her ticket out of there. Maybe uh, I, I would have to guess. And once again, I say it every show probably. Baszler is so good, but I freaking hate her. Yeah. <laughs> I root against her every single time. Baszler and Champa. 
like <sighs> same ilk, I think. Yeah. Uh, I hope they don't get together. <laughs> All right. The, the week after that, some good wrestling there. I actually had a hard time. I initially checked off three out of five. Yeah, it was one of those where everything was kind of near the same yeah. level. We talked about Oni Larkin versus Arya Davari already. It was an amazing match. Really, 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 really enjoyed the Mustache Mountain versus uh, Mark Andrews of Flash Morgan Webster. Yeah. That was also taped in Brooklyn. Uh, but I think almost by just one little moment, and of course the match was great overall, I think on some fun principle, this match has to win out. First of all, it's a tag team match. Uh, second of all, we got uh, the aforementioned War Raiders, because we are in NXT still. Yes. War Raiders versus the Street Profits, which is a match we haven't seen yet. Yeah. And they both wanted it. Yeah. That was the they did that bit the week before where Street Profits were gonna go knock on Regal's door and they built it up. Yeah. And before they could even knock on the door really, uh the uh War Raiders come out yep. and said, be careful what you wish for. It's on. Yep. So they're like, Great, it's yeah. on, all right. And they're just so fun, the Street Profits. I mean, they're they're their vignettes are just so fun. Absolutely. And uh, they're so fun in the ring. And even in the match, I love this from the get-go. War Raiders on the ramp. And then uh, all of a sudden, just the match starts before it really gets started. Yeah. Great high spot out there. The cameraman missed it, <laughs> which was great. But I like that. Yeah. It, it made yeah. it seem more realistic. Yeah. That we, Unplanned. This is, yeah, this is a taped show, but we didn't see the initiation of the the dive. Yeah. We just saw the aftermath. Yeah, we, we have no idea... If uh, if Angelo helped him with it or yeah, just did right. it himself, we yeah. don't know. We don't know. But yeah, it was like it was a crazy match. I think it maybe gone on like maybe ten minutes, but it, I it don't just, even think it was that long. Like that, but it never stopped. Yeah. I mean, it just kept. There was no cool down point at all. Yeah. It was just amazing tag team work. Yeah, quick tags in and out. Uh, yeah, so there's that bit where uh, the move where. Ro- the, the name change is really messing me up, Chris. They almost have me, save me. Hansen is the beard guy. Yes. Yeah, so when Ro throws Hansen into the corner to do the butt oh, yeah. thing, yeah. The, the shriek. You told me, <laughs> listen for the shriek of uh, Montez Ford. Of Montez Ford. Yeah. And his me. eyes. If you look at his eyes, they're yeah. like huge when yeah. he sees it coming. That is one of the great joys I've had yeah. all year. <laughs> Just that one moment right there. Montez Ford, I think, is one of the... I would don't know if he's most improved because he's always been good. Yeah. But he's really stepped it up over the past like half year or so. Yeah. He's, you have to watch him in every single match because yeah. he really just goes... He throws everything into every match. Yeah. He is an, an over-the-top personality to yeah. boot. So, yeah. uh, huge. That guy has money written all over yeah. him. So. Yeah. So And once again, I say call the Street Profits up sooner than later because I don't think they're ever going to give him that shot at the belts. I want to see him win the titles. So. I, I want to see him win the titles too, but it, I mean, you know, obviously sometimes it doesn't behoove someone to yeah. win a title in NXT when they go to the main roster. So yeah. who the hell knows? Yeah. Well, who knows? You know, so maybe, maybe this is going to be their time finally with the War Raiders. I mean, yeah, War Raiders have to drop it at some point pretty soon. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's get to that last week and then we'll get out of here. Uh, a bunch of other good wrestling. I mean, the Bailey Becky match was super cool. Yeah, that was, that was really good. Another... And I'm happy. Bailey on television, I know whatever's going on behind the scenes with Sasha Banks and 
And I'm sure Bailey's feeling it too, to a certain extent. She just uh, hasn't seemed happy, like, at all yeah. on television. I'm sure that's part of the character too, but who knows who how knows? much of the real life is bleeding into that. But like, you put they, Bay- don't, they don't seem to be burying her, which is nice. Well, like, I mean, she had ish- that match with Alexa on that Raw the night after WrestleMania. Didn't you see, didn't it. see it. Oh, okay. well, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, cut off Hulu again. Yeah. Damn it. Alexa just had a one-on-one with Bailey and just beat her short order. Wow. Yeah. Holy hell. So, but this match with Becky Lynch, the champ champ, the man, she, it was a really good match, which you would expect them to have that match. Yeah. But like you said, she wasn't being buried by her. It was just, unfortunately, you had to watch a lot of the match in the commercial break and the like picture in picture, but the match itself was good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, uh, before, and, and it's not this match, which is pretty amazing that I say that, but of course, probably the biggest deal of the week for people like us. The people that will go to Gillies in Dallas to watch mm-hmm. NXT, and he might actually be there, which is nice. Is Kushida? Yes, he finally Kush- debuted. He's which, here. I guess it was a quick debut from the first time we saw him. But... Did you catch that a lot of his clothes are all, uh, at Takeover were also Back to the Future related? It was the fifties, the fifties undercover garb. Oh yeah, okay. it was. It was like yeah. a half and half. So a little bit Doc Brown, a little bit Marty, yeah. and uh, the timeline that got skewed in part two. Yeah. He actually was totally doing okay, that. That's cool. So just keep that I in mind. That. Yeah, I just I love that they're letting him keep the gimmick. Even and he's even called it the hoverboard lock. Yeah, like, that's so cool. So I guess yeah. they just checked into it to make sure they're not going to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> we I mean, well, oh shit! What am I saying? By the time he gets to the main roster, it's going to yeah. be it's going to all be uh, it's going to be the uh, flying roller rink, uh, <laughs> the arm hold. There we go. That's all I got. Sure. But, uh, of course, uh, the gatekeeper had a yeah. great match with uh, with one of Japan's finest. It was That was a really good match. Did you notice the knee that Ono dropped on the Kushida's face? Mm-hmm. The, the one, one that, that broke his nose? Yeah, or at least like bloodied his nose, yeah. yeah. I don't like, know if he broke it or not. I, I hadn't heard anything, but yeah. it looked like it could have been. But, yeah, it was it was a hard-hitting match. And yeah. And that's... that's what Kushida loves, and yeah, they're that's not what gonna, Ono loves to do. Yeah, they're so. not going to pull any punches on yeah. each other, and they shouldn't have to. Yeah. So, super fun. I'm really happy that Kushida is there, yeah. and I'm, I really hope that he is able to grow as much as he wants to. Because yeah. I think he was, I wouldn't say relegated, but he could not break out of like the junior class yeah. in New Japan. This, this is a smart move for yeah, him. Yeah. He's a good-looking kid, and he's got tons of personality. Yeah. And the only thing holding him back is uh, Mystic Man breathing in and out at this Man. point. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, we expected that to be good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we get to the match of the week, because I think I know where you're going after this, after death, is talking about... <laughs> I want to talk about 205 Live for a second. Okay. Because the Bollywood Boys, they're back. Yes! They're not called the Bollywood Boys. Yeah, they're, they're still called the Singh Brothers. But they're yeah. they're on 205 Live. Yeah. and Away think, from Randy Orton. Yeah. Which is a positive thing. Yeah. And, and Lars Sullivan. from anyone. Yeah. Any, Braun Strowman. Anyone. <laughs> anyone. Okay, sorry. But... Tag team. Yeah, because apparently they haven't been on 205 Live since the first episode, I think is what oh they were saying. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because they've been with Jinder Mahal yeah, since Yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. And because I, I liked... For, I forgot about the heart thing. The heart connection. They trained... Yeah, they trained at the dungeon. Yeah. yeah. The, I was like... And Chris was watching me. He came in the room and I was watching yeah. them on there. I go, do they have any connection to the heart family? Yeah, because they wear the pink and black a lot. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> 
I forgot. I love that when they came out and cut the promo, though, they're wearing their Bollywood Boy stuff and mm. the pink and black version. And they were saying that they're the only undefeated tag team on 205 Live. <laughs> and then I forget who said it. it was probably Nigel. It was like, oh, no, it probably wasn't Nigel. It was probably like Aiden English or something. Yeah. It's like, didn't they just have that one match on 205 Live? <laughs> like, yeah, they're not wrong. Oh. But I, I'm really, really happy for them to go to 205 Live. Because I want to see them win matches. I yeah. don't want to see them injured and thrown all over the yeah. place. It like makes all the sense in the world. And they can yeah. still, I mean, I guess they could still use them with gender, but I think they that's could. kind of run its course, number yeah. one. And number two, I mean, yeah, if they just use them on there, not, not like they're going to be yeah. wrestling at all. Yeah. So. And then moving over to NXT UK, I did want to say, hey, cool, we saw Randa Gonzalez, and apparently she's part of, she's going to be wrestling because she was in the Worlds Collide stuff too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I see. I haven't got to that part yeah. yet. Yeah, the, she was wrestling Piper. Yeah. And I didn't realize, like, I, I guess there still is a bit of a height difference. And they look like the same height in that match. I couldn't believe it because Reina to me is like super tall. She. Yeah, it looks but, like it. They're just built differently, I think. But yeah, yeah, when you don't see them next to each other, I would say yeah, Reina's of course taller. Yeah, because yeah. I guess because the last time I saw her, she was wrestling uh, Casey Ninja Warrior. <laughs> yes, Kevin Zaro. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to get it wrong every time, so I'm just going to call her Casey Ninja Warrior for now. Sure. It was cool to watch her wrestle with Candice, by the way. That was a fun match. That was good, yeah. Yeah, against the uh, the, the the bougie squad or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, born bougie. Is yeah. Him. So, yeah. Um, by the way, the reason why Aaliyah is even on that roster, I'm not saying she doesn't have something, yeah. but she's literally a conglomerate of every woman that has been signed in that company for like the last 10 years yeah she's got some bella in her she's got some carmella in her it's just like it's almost like an experiment like they they built her in a lab somewhere and and out came a lot of tan (laughs) and a lot of the other blondes that they signed that are kind of tan and not blonde anymore (laughs) and i mean i don't mind her so much i prefer her to vanessa Bourne at this point yeah they're both very vanilla for me right now they are and they both spent a lot of time i think Aaliyah more than vanessa trying to get to even where they are right now and they're still just okay you know but i don't know but something that wasn't just okay but I was actually expecting this to be a little underwhelming, weirdly enough. On paper, it was going to be yeah. good. But the fact that it was taped during the Brooklyn stuff, yeah. I, I was like, oh, they're going to dumb this one down. And I was a little disappointed in the Grizzled Young Veterans uh, tag team title defense at the Brooklyn thing. Because I was like, oh, man, that match was really good for like 10 minutes. And then they yeah. walk and take the count out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, number one, that is a classic heel move that nobody does anymore. And gets away with it, by the way. Yeah. No one gets away with it anymore. And number two, I was like, eh, maybe that crowd didn't deserve it. I don't know. <laughs> and obviously, they're not going to drop the title during Mania Week at a at an access. No yeah. one, no one does that. Yeah. So f- for those reasons, I thought that perhaps the Jordan Devlin Walter match would under deliver, because that match should be better than what I was expecting it to be on an access taping, basically. Yeah, right. But it over-delivered, I think, for that reason. And for that reason, I'd kind of like to give it match of the week for that last week of April. It was really good, yeah. And Devlin did not go away easily in that match. And something I didn't expect. And uh, there was some blood. I mean, there was a bunch of unexpected stuff. Of course, the submission psychology is off the chart. Especially when you're a guy like Devlin trying to take down a Walter. Yeah. uh, Or Walter, if you will. (laughs) can't not hear it in my head. Right. And I like once again like like uh like Shayna I hate Jordan Devlin to no end he is a weasel and a half yeah but he's good man yeah he's, he's real, good. real good 
So yeah. I I liked it when he tried to pull Walter up for that uh, backdrop driver that he does, <laughs> yeah. and is like, nope, <laughs> not not having it. He eventually got sort of he sort of got it, but yeah, like first Kurt time... Angle would try to angle slam Big Show or yeah. Mark Henry or something. Yeah. Like it's like that. Yeah, and then he, he just pulled twenty minutes, and he's gonna try that. Yeah, That's right. ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that was good, and I like that because Devlin wanted that match anyway. And he was all like going like everybody wants to see the rematch of the century and they're protecting this match and, and blah blah blah. Everybody's like, Yeah. Yeah, we totally <laughs> want to see Pete Dunne versus Walter too. Yes, yeah. please. And that obviously will be at their next takeover. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Uh but yeah, I like the fact that Devlin's good at promoting his matches too, is, by the way. Yeah. They give him some good spots on the show. Yeah. And he's just a real good shit talker and you're like, Yeah, okay, sunshine. I can't wait to see you lose. Yeah. And, you know, Sometimes he does lose. He doesn't lose as much as He's, you'd expect. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, he just—he actually, you know, he—he he showed he showed me something in the Walter match mm-hmm. and in the Travis Banks Falls Count Anywhere match. Yeah. The kid's a star, man, and yeah, God, he's a freaking weasel. <laughs> I think UK's really has some really good bad guys like them and yeah. the, the grizzled young vets. Oh my God! Like God, it's you just want to see him lose. They're good, but you want to see him lose. I you actually, want to you want to see someone shut them up. I, I, I has been the longest time since I've actively turned the volume down for somebody. <laughs> That's awesome. But I that that my remote control is my shoes off yeah. moment. I, I do that with him. Sometimes yeah. I just have to turn it down. Yeah. Like if I'm here like watching in the middle of the night and you guys are asleep, I'm like I gotta I probably need to turn this down because I feel right. like the decibel level is way right. too high when the grizzled young veterans come out. <laughs> It's great. It's all great. See, we get into the positive at the end after we bitch about stuff. Yeah, we just gotta get it out first, and then we're happy, and we we, we like wrestling. Yeah, the more wrestling... We like sports entertainment. Yeah, the more wrestling-oriented your show is, the more we're gonna like it. Yeah. So just do that. (laughs) Like, remember RVD, like, was it one of those pay-per-views after he beat... I think it's the first time he beat Jerry Lynn. Yeah. He's just like, I told Pauly... I don't want the bullshit storylines. Oh, yeah. I just want to wrestle. Yeah. So that should be our mantra for the most part. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's channel the the, uh, the the chi of RVD or the towel of RVD or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Some <laughs> sort of new age term that has, to do with, that has to do with henna and weed, I'm sure, at the end of the day. Okay. All right. Before we get to the match of the month for April, I do want to say I watched all of the World's Collide shows. There were four of them this time. So Neat. it was a lot to catch up on. I watched the last, uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. thing, the final... Final chapter. Final chapter of the S.H.I.E.L.D. And so I'm just going to do a quick lightning round and tell you what you need to watch. So Because you, you don't really need to watch all of all of it. Harper died Jakovic. Need to watch that. I know oh, you've seen I it. Oh, I saw that. That's yeah. a, we, I referenced that earlier. That, that yeah. match is so good. Yeah. I mean, it, it's nothing you would expect. Please yeah. watch yeah. it. That was the NXT versus NXT alumni show. Mm-hmm. Ty, uh, Roderick Strong faced Tyler Breeze on that same show. That was good, too. That was so very good. Watch also, that whole show. Super actually. unexpected. Yeah. yeah, the whole thing's good. Yeah. And even Aiden English wrestled again for yeah. the first time yeah. in 100 years. He got beat up by Cassisono. He, he did get beat up. That was the squash of the night, okay. for sure. There's a lot of shit talking in that yeah. match. The second of the Worlds Collide was the Cruiserweights Collide. Uh, if nothing, Ooh. if nothing else, I think that's a good show too, actually. But if nothing else, watch the triple threat match of Grand Metal League versus Laguero versus Albert Hardy Jr., also known as ACH. ACH's debut was on yes. Worlds Collide. Yes. Wow. And he plays a jerky jerk. 
Ooh, like, yeah. I could I see that. Like a cocky, kind of arrogant guy. Gotcha. Like He's wearing his Naruto, his anime vest still. They're letting him wear it. So he's got this like green vest thing on that's from the show Naruto. Oh. Huh. Yeah, so he's, he's a big uh, uh, anime manga nerd. Like, I'll say freaking so, nerd. So I, I get his references. Anytime and, anime comes yeah. up, I just turn into ogre. I think one of <laughs> when I was watching him, see, I'm disapp- I'm sad that he's not going to be in the Super Juniors tournament this year because he's in WWE. So trade off. Because I'm surprised he's not called He Hate Me. Because <laughs> the last yeah, couple Albert of years, Hardy Junior. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, I feel like they could. Is he going to start wearing uh, holes in his armbands and uh, <laughs> painting his face, I, saying no, delete a lot? No. But, Maybe like the Dudleys. We could we could extend the Hardys into a new thing where we make like a bunch of Hardy brothers. Well, it, it's H R H A R D I E, not H A R D Y. Well, well so. this week it is. Yes. All right. True. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that like Bianca Belair was Bianca Blair the first time she was on TV. So yeah, there's they could Think change the name. But, yeah. But yeah, ACH would wear like Dragon Ball. Uh, inspired stuff so he's he's a big anime nerd. all right come on yeah. i'm dragon balls right I, now too I, I, so i like him he's he's one of my favorites he's the, oh, king, he's, of, he's the king of texas oh dude i i've seen him wrestle live a few times yeah. he's awesome Can't the wait. third worlds collide was the women collide uh the candice LeRae versus kaylee ray match was real good go and watch that that's uh, very good i think the show as a whole could have been a little bit better because um, there were some great matchups, Io Shirai versus Sonya Deville, which I think we've actually said would be a great match. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been better, and I think it will be better maybe some other time. And by the way, I found out there's a match booked for the next Worlds Collide, which I guess is going to be SummerSlam sure. week. It's going to be uh, Kushida versus Kenny Williams. It better be. And a battle of the Back yeah. to the Future gimmick. I think they have wrestled before, because when I first saw Kenny Williams, I looked up Kushida versus Kenny Williams, and I really? think they've had that match on the indie scene somewhere. All right, well, uh, yeah. So they get they gonna have to do battle again because yeah. one guy has to give that up. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Sorry, Unless, I do smell a tag team though, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it could be interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then the last of the four worlds collide was just two big battle royals: one men, one women. My man. They were they were both fun. Man, weird like weird choice they put. Do you remember at this past year's May Young Classic? In the ring, or at ringside, when Kavita Devi was having her match that she lost in the first round. I think she lost it. I'm sure okay. she did. Um, there were two Indian yeah, wrestlers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rinku Singh and Swarov Gurjar, were in the crowd. They, ha- they haven't had a match anywhere televised. But they were from those know. initial signings, though. Yeah. Right? yeah. They were in the Battle Royal. And Gurjar was, like, pushed real hard. He got a lot of eliminations. So. Huh. I don't know, like, I don't know how good they were, you will you be the judge for that. Well, but, at the end of the day, it's a battle royal, so yeah. it can all be forgiven, Yeah. You know, so. And then the S.H.I.E.L.D. final chapter, don't watch it. <laughs> no, but also, they they kind of, not that they buried the lead, per se, but they also continued burial of the Riot Squad, because that's literally their last match, too, yeah. as a unit, and they weren't even at full strength, number one. And number two, that's the story of the Riot Squad right there. Yeah. It's Liv, absolute, it pisses me off so much. Liv Morgan was drafted to SmackDown. Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan remain on Raw. Um, you wouldn't know it if you've watched any of the shows because no. none of them have had a match yeah. since the Superstar Shakeout. I'm also not surprised. Yeah. this is uh, That faction could have been so huge. Should have been. And, you know. They were just used uh, to make other people look good yeah that was it. I'm, I'm i'm pissed about it i'm yeah. rightfully pissed about yeah. it 
they didn't even get the same kind of traction that Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville did. Mm-mm. I'd have been fine with it if yeah. they had. But yeah, that's one of those things where they, I, I root for them all the time, and they constantly tell me you're an idiot for liking this team and rooting for them. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Sorry, that goes back to the beginning. I didn't mean to end on a negativity. Well, let's, let's end on some positivity. Okay. Best, best match of April. Oh, my God. TV match. I think I'm going to have to go back to 205 Live. Tony Nese has been having some great matches mm-hmm. since he's become the champ and for the few weeks before in that tournament. Yeah. Nice Murphy, too, yeah. I think is going to be the, Done. the free TV or the network match I, of the month. I agree. I agree. And uh, since... Uh, I guess officially, you know, we're finishing off April. If we, In case we didn't say it on the last show, and we probably did, I would say Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan uh, gets to have the uh, the match of the month, the yes. super card match of the month. As good as TakeOver was, yeah, yeah just the moment with Kofi's, I, yeah. I can't deny it. Whenever you hear lifelong fans or newer fans in general saying that's the best Mania moment I've seen maybe ever. Yeah. And I've heard it from old guys, too. And I've heard it out of my mouth. One of the best Mania moments ever. Yeah. I mean, I think on okay. principle, that has to be it. Yeah. They they uh, they were on... The lights were... They couldn't have been brighter, those lights. And they it didn't suck. Right. And it did everything it was supposed to do. It was a perfect moment in pro wrestling. And we need those moments. Because apparently, I've said this before, this, uh, this industry is kind of like whack-a-mole. We get one great thing, and oh, then we yeah. go ahead and put it down, and then three horrible things pop up. <laughs> so as yeah. that, we need to embrace the positivity as we go. Yes, the power of positivity. Yeah. The power of Harley Davidson. <laughs> or Triumph, if you don't have as much money. <laughs> Is that a motorcycle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true or not. For all I know, Triumph is like, you know... The Cadillac of motorcycles. I don't fucking know. Well, we got to go hang out with Skull and Eight Ball here. So uh, yeah, I think you're. I think one of our rides are here. I'm gonna get my pink helmet out. <laughs> Boy, right. there's a deep cut. That's on the network, by the way. If you go the oh, heat, yeah. the first. Oh, uh, wow. few, yeah, yeah, that I heat. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go see if you can decipher we what we just said and, and go watch that man. Go watch that segment. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, um, oh, I basically I wanted to plan all that because it was it was a joke I thought of five years ago <laughs> that we did on the show, and I, I left some clues in there for you. Oh yeah, but I'll I'll reveal all of that on the next episode, Chris. All right. I left some clues, but I'm not going to come clean about it yet. All right. But uh, yeah, I totally I totally believe you. Okay. And you can tune in on cnjradio.com, the home of the CNJ Radio Network of podcasts. Where we do music and movies and wrestling and all sorts of great stuff. So go there and listen and find our Facebook and our Twitter from there and interact with us. Tell us what you thought of the Superstar Shakeup. My quick, succinct reaction to the Superstar Shakeup is meh. Doesn't doesn't matter yet. Yeah. Well, it's just like they just made everything kind of yeah. the same. Yeah, and also uh, get massively involved on the social media. Right on our Facebook wall or tweet at us at House Show. Yes. And as you're watching uh, wrestling, if you are, uh, I hope so if you're listening to this, just simply put on the wall or on the Twitter, I think this match should be considered for match of the week or even match of the yeah. month. If you're feeling that, then say it right then and there. We're yeah. happy to we're happy to take the submissions and we will take it under massive consideration. Yes. And unlike Vince McMahon, we might actually make that happen. Absolutely. 
How so, many times can I shit on Vince for the rest? I, I, sorry, Vince is telling me to like cut you off. Oh. So I've still got my earpiece in. Hey, wait, I can't. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. different circumstances, but this is Ivor and Eric, the Viking experience. So let me get this right. Uh, you shave his back, or do you you shave his, which was, you are a sick freak. I have his back. You are a sick freak. This Shaq gave one absolute workhorse, one of the most dedicated superstars I have. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. Lars Sullivan. Here's your winner, Lacey Evans! How impressive! And now she finds herself heading toward a championship opportunity. Sheamus and Cesaro just robbed the WWE Universe of an incredibly high-stakes matchup. What if we had ourselves a wild card rule? Yeah, he just suffered the Viking experience!